It's the game on KMAN. Hour two, the game after work. Whoa. Dude. Except for us. I Can I say something to Trey real quick? It's a Trey Day. Go ahead. Okay. When you're reading the weather, you go, Tonight, looking good, baby. 50-something, whatever. Tomorrow, better get ready to... You know, watch Good Morning Vietnam for tips. Yeah, remember on K on K Rock in the morning, and I'd read the weather. I go, hey, it's gonna be hot. That's no surprise there, baby. Hey, tomorrow, same deal, different, same soup, just reheated, baby. Bring that to Caveman. Okay, they are serious news people and they take their jobs very seriously and they're all professional and their information and news they have to be professional no you go pipe down hey man the news what's in the news nothing that good you know that and i know that hey pipe down (laughs) just tell them okay once once the clock hits four yeah we play by our own rules. Yeah, we get. Yeah, we loosen the tie. We don't read the weather word for word. Yeah, you go. Uh, the weather. Well, you know what's up. The sun is in the air and it's very hot, and the wind is it's it's, it's a blowing. At night, maybe a storm or two. Who knows? We don't know because we're not meteorologists. Bye bye. Get your news here first. You know, like let it go. Um, that's my advice. So, and that's how I, I could have said far. it better myself. <laughs> Hey, the weather? Hell, I don't know. You you know as good as I do, probably. It's on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Everybody's got an app. Unless you don't have a power cable. Oh. Oh. Well. Bitch. Since, oh. You, since you brought it up, <laughs> I found out where one of my chargers went. Oh. What, let them know. Where did it? Where? Oh, the, you have two. You still have well, one. I have two. Up. So one's still missing, but one has been found. Um. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy, Mitch is like kind of like you know in the old like in the movies. How do I approach yeah, this? You know in the movies when like the bad guys are over there like punching their hand. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna get him. That's what Mitch looks like right now. He's so mad. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I found out, um, and I hope I don't get in trouble for mentioning this, but um, one of my girlfriend's children stole it, <sighs> and it's been found. Oh my. But you don't have iPhones anyway. Maybe they have iPads they need to charge or something. But uh, Oh, my. So I'm going to roll in there tonight. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, listen, I, I told you I was going to buy dinner tonight. Guess what? I didn't bring anything. Wow. And I'm going to act either, should I be mad or should I be sad? Ooh. Ooh, because I could take it two ways. Of course, I could be like really upset, like oh. emotional. Like, I thought we were buds. Come Dad? in the door and just lay down. <laughs> oh my god, Dad on the fly here. Yeah. Or or do I come in and like slam doors and like throw stuff to the floor? Not my house. Maybe I shouldn't go that far, but visibly, <laughs> verbally be angry. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen Boys in the Hood? Have you ever seen that movie? I've not actually. Oh man, wow. it's a fantastic movie. What you need to do is YouTube. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s emotional scene in Boys in the Hood, and that's what you need to do. You need to come through the door, and like he's like swinging at the air because he's so mad, and you need to do that. Then you break down and cry at the end, and that's where that how they that's what they know. Like, man, this guy is really upset. I mean, 
truthfully, I'm not upset at all about no. it. Like, yeah, no. I, I once stole beer from the mayor of Morganville. Oh. I, I, I've done dumb things without asking. <laughs> Wait, well, how old were you when this happened? Oh, I was 13. <laughs> how did, okay, did you know it was the mayor? Yes. Oh, my God, dude. Well, you know, for a short time, I was running with the wrong crowd. <sighs> And I, I didn't like physically, I was kind of the lookout, but uh, I was a part of the group. Yeah, yeah. And um, he ended up putting a camera oh. in there because did we go back once? Yes. Yeah. Because we left some beer behind. Wow. So and, if you didn't like his policies, you could have just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't vote. Yeah. So I had to send a message somewhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> That's a. Hey, shout out to him or her or it, it was... Uh, the well, best. he found out about it. He, he like let it out because I used to be in this group called Leo's and he showed up and we were supposed to have some meeting because it was the weekend prior to that. Some people in the group or the club decided to make a crop circle in a farmer's cornfield. Oh, no. And found out. So we had a big meeting about it. Like, you know... I thought you were good kids meeting. Somebody broke into my house. It was was basically an hour of shame. (laughs) And then he starts going in on like, you know, it'd be bad. I can't remember the words, but he's like, it'd be bad if, you know, somebody, you know, you don't want to be somebody that starts stealing from others. Like what happened recently in my garage. And, you know, there used to be this camera here where I put it in my garage. And if those don't show up at my house by... In the hour, I'm calling the police and pressing charges. Oh no! So you stood. So we went to his house and like admitted to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I had to talk him into. They didn't want to do it. He's. Yeah. They're like he's bluffing. He didn't really have anything. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'm. I'm going. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and given these days, now if they say that they've got something, you really have to actually feel like they do. Dude. With all of the cameras and... All the ring cameras has opened up a whole new ball game here. Like, you can't go do fun stuff like steal beer from the mayor's garage. Anymore. Right. Can't do it. Ugh. You guys want some pretty cool uh, basketball news? Yeah. Sure. Uh, one th- thing, though. Go ahead. Did he have the evidence on you? I don't know. Oh. I never saw it, but I wasn't, you know... Where? Uh, go ahead. I, was, I swear I'm a good kid. No, you're a and, great kid. You're a great kid. Have him call in and admit straight up, did he have the evidence? Oh, man, that would be great. He, he, we need to know, did you have the real evidence or were you bluffing these kids? Well, see, and for years, I like through my childhood, I worked, his brother was a paraplegic, and so I would just go help him out with stuff, like cook him some dinner or something or get you know have him take his meds or whatever. I did that for years. Oh, wow. And just... We have always been cool. Like ever right. since then, it was never bad feelings or anything. I see him all. The t- I just saw him last summer at the uh, Morganville uh, After Harvest Festival. Oh, it man. Was, everything was fine. Like we don't it hasn't even talked about since. You walk off and he goes, "Yeah, you know, he, him and a couple of them kids stole beer out of my garage back in the day. A bunch of cold uh, cooler lights." Next time I <laughs> next time I see him, I'm gonna ask about that. Yeah, say, did you have the evidence? And he'll go, "Oh no." <laughs> They go that the camera. I didn't have a camera. That was uh, somebody I just put up there. What if he even remembers? I'm sure he does. That was very traumatic for Morganville. You never forget somebody stealing your beer out of your garage. Oh, all right. Here's a here's a really cool basketball news. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Randy Peterson. He's the SID for K State women's basketball and soccer. Big Nuggets guy as well as in stats. Not the Denver Nuggets. Nobody likes them. 
Well, they haven't won anything, so nobody likes a team that hasn't won anything, right? Oh, Isn't that how well, it works? Okay, yeah, but, you know, two-time MVP, thanks. Yikes. So Not he like put, anybody can watch him in, in Denver. Yeah. He put him, He put this uh, stat on Twitter that's really cool. So we all know, I mean, Aoka Lee against Oklahoma this year scored 61 points, a new Division One college basketball record for a single game in points. He says, and good for him for keeping track of this, all this 2021-22 basketball season with the NBA – WNBA and college men's and women's basketball of all divisions. Not one person scored 61 or more points in a game except for Aoka Lee. The closest to that was 60 points by two players in the NBA, Carl Anthony Towns and Kyrie Irving. So nobody in co- in college or professional basketball this past season was able to to score what Aoka Lee scored on a winter day wow. in Bramlage Coliseum against Oklahoma. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? That's the coolest mm-hmm. that I think. Yes, yes, yes. What a fantastic stat to put in the old, like a feather in the cap, dude. That's awesome. You know what else would be cool? That's Dylan Edwards picking the cats tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. D.Y., Derek Young from K-Center Line was in the first hour. You know, it feels like it's kind of down to three, but it could be a lot more that shows up. Like if he does a table gimmick, has the hats in front of him, it could be more than just K-State, Nebraska, and Oklahoma, which how about that battle, right? Ooh. You know, if it was any any other recruit, maybe out-of-state recruit, and it was down to those three, and it was like 1997, <laughs> I mean, you're probably thinking it's – I mean, maybe it's probably Oklahoma or uh, or Nebraska – most probably Nebraska, right? Although cats were the up and up for sure, uh, they could win a recruiter too. But uh, I've admitted before, like I haven't really followed a whole lot of recruiting in my time. Like when I was a kid, I did not. That was never thought about that kind of stuff. Uh, but I followed it more, of course, when I started working here. Um, I, I it feels like to me, and I think Avery Johnson will be a little bit bigger when he decides. But as of now. This has to be one of the biggest recruiting decisions when it comes to K-State being at the finish line that I can remember. Yeah. Because he is an in-state kid, K-State recruiting-wise over the last couple of decades has had little success of landing kids that are in the top three in the state of Kansas. I think that's just half of the anticipation. He's a Kansas kid. It just so happens he's an absolute stud for a three-star has offers out the wazoo I mean, not every three-star has that kind of attention. And D.Y. has said it before, like he is one of the most talented players that he has seen play in person, and he's seen a lot of guys mm-hmm. playing in person, mm-hmm. not only here in the state of Kansas, but uh, you know across the region as well. So, yes, the anticipation is building. Like I mentioned earlier, K-State in the past 16 classes has landed a total of three players in the top three in the state of Kansas. I can give you those names right now. Devontae Pritchard was the class of 2022. Jalen Pickle was in the 2018 class. And you have to go back to um, you know early last decade for Tanner Wood. And he was the class of 2013. Whoa. Those are the three top three in the state of Kansas that Kansas State as a football program has landed. It's been tough sledding. Mm-hmm. I mean, these kids are going out of state all over the place. So the tide is turning, or the tide is starting to turn. Let's put it that way, because the top three are still undecided. I had my worry that when Joe Odding 
committed to uh, Notre Dame. Catholic kid from Hayden High School in uh, in Topeka, where you know Notre Dame shows up late to the to the party, and they end up stealing the party. I was starting to worry that maybe this would be a train, chain reaction where, all right, he's not going to K-State. He had been talking to Dylan Edwards and Avery Johnson. They, these guys are seem like buddies. Social media has been a big part of that. Now these guys are going to decide to go somewhere else. Um, the behind-the-scenes talk, from what we know, is that that's not the case at all. And K-State has a great shot of landing not one, not two, but all three of the top recruits in the state of Kansas. And ever since these recruiting services have been around, that has never happened before. Wow. Never happened before. It just so happens these top three kids are all skilled positions on offense. Two running backs, John Randall's the other running back who's number two, and then Avery Johnson, a quarterback who is number one. And K-State hasn't landed the number one kid in Kansas since 2004. I think uh, we're all going to be paying attention to our social media tomorrow at around noon to find out I don't know how old he is, but it's amazing how much power a 16, 17-year-old has over a fan base right now. Ah, uh, man. But it's exciting. It is. It really is exciting because this does not happen very often for K-State football or basketball or K-State athletics in general. A recruit you're just dying to have, in-state kid who has been talking to so many programs outside the state of Kansas that have had more success than the Cats, you feel like... And it's been a tough battle, like I've said. But K-State, Coach Kleiman, they're trying to turn the tide. They want the Kansas kids to stay home. Of course, Bill Snyder wanted them to stay home as well. But it hadn't worked out, especially the top three type of kids. And not all of them have been four stars. There's been some three stars that decided to go to Northwestern. Or f- where else? what else did I so, see? Was there a Florida State kid one time? Uh-huh. Cameron Wimbley was a Florida State guy. We, uh, You know what it seemed also to... It seemed like Oklahoma State used to get a lot of Kansas kids. Yeah, they've been on some for sure. Yeah, and it, it like this year it doesn't seem to be that way. At least the last couple of years, it doesn't seem to be their and their focus has been a little less on Kansas because they used to just pull them in, man, and uh, they were heavy in re- uh, recruiting JUCO too. They were always bringing in uh, JUCO. And no joke, KU mm-hmm. has had much more success. Atlanta in the top three Kansas kids in K-State has. It's hard to believe, but that is a true story. It is. It is. But it is exciting. And I think if he picks K-State or he doesn't pick K-State, it's going to get a lot of reaction, of course, from Manhattan, Kansas. It's going to be very positive, of course, if he picks the Cats. It's going to be one of the greatest days in recruiting history, and it feels like it's just getting started. But what if he doesn't pick K-State? Oh, boy. I'm telling you, yes, it's going to sting. It's going to be a recruiting loss because there's been so much effort put into it. Everybody's been reaching out to him on social media. Hey, pick the cat. Stay home. You can do it. We want you here. Ew. But it's been losses that have been taken before. I, I'm encouraged that John Randall's also interested in K-State because at least he is still on the table. But I have a pretty good feeling that K-State's going to be a very happy camper tomorrow. Yes. It's a good gut feeling. Yes. But I have also mentioned earlier to D.Y. about how much he had been putting on social media about Oklahoma. I think he likes to play with us a little bit. I think he loves to put out the teasers. Just that kind of guy. Mm -hmm. He has a little bit of ego, but he's a star player out of Wichita, out of Derby. Mm -hmm. Plays for the best football program in Kansas. I would have a little bit of an ego, too. (laughs) 
Yeah. Right? Slight. Yeah. Especially if I'm a running back. <laughs> I tried to be, and I wasn't good at it. All right, when we come back, we'll continue on with Hour 2 of the game. K-State has their first opponent for the Cayman Islands Classic, plus a former cat is making more money in the NBA next season. That's next. What is this? Is this the song of the day? I hate this. This is Lean On by Major Lazer. Major Whose song is this? Who put it in it's there? It's Stevens. Big Steve? <laughs> Get in here, Big Steve. I hate your guts. <sighs> Got to talk about this music, man. Here he goes playing dad again. This is not the vibe I want. <laughs> this isn't the... No. I want... I want just the heaviest metal music that just sounds like machine guns going off. <laughs> In other words, every AEW match. Yes. Essentially. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm lost by that comment. That guy stole that from everybody. Yeah, it's like that's not the vibe you want where you go, hey, you know what? If if he commits to us, cool. If not, that's okay, too. It could be whatever. No. I want intensity. I want it to be tense in here. Would Dylan Edwards pick that? He might, actually. I don't know his yeah, music. Yeah, you never know. I don't know what music he likes. It's the game. We continue on with our two. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Troy Vion on the board, and Sage is, uh, is training. <laughs> it looked like she was dipping out. Yeah. She was, like, walking back. She was, was like, peacing out. Yeah. <laughs> I love Major Laser, so goodbye. Uh, catching up on this story, it was officially announced by K-State today. I think the news came out yesterday about the Cats and their first opponent, the Cayman Island Classics, or the Cayman Islands Classic, I should say. And uh, that'll be played coming up in November. It'll be November 21st to the 23rd. They draw Rhode Island in their first-round matchup. Rhode Island was just below 500 last year. Here's the thing about this tournament. Um, I was looking through the team's records and how good they did last year. LSU is the other Power 5 or Power 6 team that is in this tournament. They're on the other half of the bracket, which they're com- going to be a completely different team than last year, I of get, course. They're, they're essentially Murray State plus whatever. But if you okay, so just take away them because they're a completely different team from last year that made it to the NCAA tournament. They were bouncing the first round. There's only two teams in this <laughs> this tournament that had a winning record Ooh. last year. Oh wow! It's it's a it's a lot of uh, a lot of below 500 teams. As a matter of fact, all the K State's entire side of the bracket, which they'll face Rhode Island on November 21st. It's a Monday. It's a 7:30 tip off. They play the final game of uh, the first day. The other half is Tulane and Nevada. Yeah, both had losing records Ooh. last year. Of course, K-State did as well, and, and, and uh, Rhode Island was just below 500. They just hired Archie Miller, who became their new head coach. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, and, and I, re- I thought that Tulane was also a bubble team last year. No. Where they were, they were not? Oh, no. that's weird. Okay. And then on the other half of the bracket, you have Western Kentucky, Akron, LSU, and Illinois State. Illinois State and Akron both had, um, I think it was them two that had, I know Akron had a winning record last year because they made it to the NCAA tournament. They had to play UCLA in the first round, but um, mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think K-State should go out and win this one. Yeah. I, I just the, the feeling right now is that I, I what K-State is bringing in this year, along with Marquise Noel and Ish Masood, got to be more talented than what they're going to face in the Cayman Islands Classic. Yes. That's not a tough field. 
at least in my opinion, Come on. whatsoever. Uh, the other big K-State basketball news is actually about a former cat, Dean Wade. It was announced by the Cleveland Cavaliers today that they have picked up his fourth-year option. That's big news. Exciting. So he, so he is going to make $1.9 million next year, and um, he kind of started half the games he played last year. Unfortunately, he tore up, uh, I believe it was some of his knee. He had to miss the last 15 games of the season. Uh, did not get to uh, appear in the – didn't the Cavs make the postseason? Just a uh, play-in game. Oh, just okay. the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. But once again, Dean Wade with, with an injury has to miss the tail end of the Ugh. season because of an injury. But last year he scored about six points a game, three rebounds, and assists, shot 44% from the floor, including 36% from three-point range. Um so congratulations to Dean Wade. Yes. Now, another thing I wanted to bring up here is about Ochai Abaji. So player of the year in the Big 12, the wing for KU, has received an NIL deal. Is it called an NIL? He's done, with his, he's done with his basketball college career. Right. I mean, so it's basically you know an endorsement or whatever, but uh, it's based on NIL, right? With Chipotle. And he announced earlier today, it was in an Instagram post, his Chipotle order. And I like hearing these because I think it tells a lot about a person. Those that like skip out on the rice, they just want beans and meat. I'm just like, weird. That is half the food. It's weird. You're paying for nothing, <laughs> pretty much, even right. though rice isn't that expensive. What do you get on it? Oh, yeah. Do you, do you skip out on the cheese and sour cream? What are you, crazy? I uh, some people just do just give me a bowl of lettuce with the meat. Yeah, yeah. I think that's weird. That's super weird. If you want a salad, you know, well, I guess Dylan's. Does High V still have their salad bar? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to the salad bar <laughs> and go save yourself some money. Here's Ochai Abaji's uh, Chipotle order. He gets white and brown rice, so he gets both rice. He gets the chicken. What's the chicken he gets, DG? Uh, what's it called? The pollo asado. Pollo asado. I love that. With the queso, the mild salsa, which is pico, which is, to me, not salsa. <laughs> if it's salsa, it has a kick to it. And if it doesn't, you're not eating salsa. Cheese, sour cream. And this is the real game changer, guys. If you're not doing this when you go to Chipotle or Qdoba, it's a waste of time. Get the tortilla on the side. Get the, bowl, get the bowl, because you get more food out of it. You can ask, ask for more rice and the tortilla on the side. And he makes little tacos out of it. That is the way to do it, boys and girls. Yes. That is that is doing Qdoba or Chipotle the right way. The way I do it, you get the tortilla, and it cut. it's cut in fours. And you basically just kind of turn it into a cone. And I, I put the meat and stuff in first, and then I kind of wrap up and do this tortilla cone type of thing. It's the way to go. Mm-hmm. And it's usually no extra charge for a tortilla. Uh, I think Ochai does a pretty solid job with his order. Without the, I like the double rice. He doesn't do the beans. That's fine. It's no big deal. But um, I, th- I think that's one of the best orders I've heard. Yeah, he, he does it. I like to do the same thing. I get double. I, or I get... Pinto and black beans, white rice, the pollo asado, gata. Then I also do the um, pico. And then what? I, I, no, I don't do pico because I do the um, fajita veggies. Okay. I love the fajita veggies. Um, and then I do sour cream and cheese. And I'm in heaven. And I do the little thing too, but it's like, 
You know how like the uh, the prototypical or stereotypical like Italian thing, like where they put their hands up. You go, uh-huh. hey, mucho bella. That you put instead of that, you open your fingers a little bit. You put a tortilla in there, and then you just kind of grab the food with the tortilla, and it's like a. It looks like a mini Tostitos shell chip, but with a tortilla, and you just mm, eat it up. That's how I do it. I love the tortilla on the side, baby. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was, but I used to with the soccer team. I used to do when I'd do my game day interviews for the for pregame. I'd I'd interview Coach Dabini and a player. It was always a different player. Doesn't matter what happened the previous game. Always a different player. So I'd interview 18 players a year, and I'd always ask them some random questions at the end. I always asked every player the same questions, and it was five. And one year I asked, what's your Chipotle order or Q-double order? Yeah. And one of them just said, I usually just get a cup of rice. Oh, no. Oh, no. And my follow-up question was, Are you a psycho? That's weird. Did you order chopsticks with that? But what (laughs) rice did you get? Ooh. Oh, of course. Yeah. What do you think? White rice. Bra- it was brown rice. No. Go Walking on the wild side yeah. here. I was <laughs> like, do you get anything on it? No. I just want the rice. Gross. It's- and so then the next question after that is, where are the bodies hidden? <laughs> where yeah. have you hid the bodies? We need to know you are a serial killer. Gross. So George Karloftis, the guy the Chiefs drafted out of, I think, Purdue, his Chipotle order I thought was nuts. He gets brown rice, double brown rice, triple steak. That's another, real quick, just to interrupt, that's another, every time you go, ask for double rice. Yeah, hook it up. Because they usually hook you up. Hook it up. And then he gets cheese on it, and that's it. So cheese, steak, and a triple, <laughs> triple rice. steak and, and cheese. So that's what you. That's what a meathead would want. For, you know, if you were just a big old... Big giant meathead guy. That's what you would order for I, sure. You know what's funny? Whenever I ask for the tortilla on the side, I can see the look in their face. Oh yeah, like oh, come on, it's one of these people again. Scam. They the saw system. the video and now they're asking for all the extras. Yeah, like they die a little inside. They got to do the extra work. <laughs> like oh, fine. That happened at Q Dub. I love Q Dub. I go there. I think I go there more often now than I go to Chipotle, but. I see the reaction to their face. I'm like, oh, this extra step. This guy. Let's get this guy out of Sometimes here. Sometimes they wrap it up like a little pepper. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah, they like roll it up and they like, you know, in the tin foil. They, yeah. yeah. And then, the, and then the, when you take it out, it's hot as hell. I know. And you're like, ah, ah, it burns ah. your hand when you try to pull it apart. Yeah, what are you trying to do to me here? It's weird. God. Troy, do you want to say anything about your Chipotle order? No, because mine's pretty doggone basic. Oh, and, I want to hear yeah. it. Let's go. Um. Okay, it's it's one of the three meats essentially. Okay. Chicken, I mix it steak. up. I mix it up. Yeah, uh, rice. What, cheese, what what kind of rice? White. Okay, mm-hmm. and cheese. Okay, and I'm good. That's it. That's it. No beans. I nope. Salsa, sour nope. cream. Uh, nope. <sighs> that is basic. So, you, well, you have to remember the vegetables are out. Not mm-hmm. a vegetables guy at all. Body rejects them. Oh, uh, okay. So physical deal. Gotcha. Shoots those, you know, takes that right out of the mix. So it's got to be pretty simple. I'd be right along Karloftis's. <laughs> I was going to say, you should try his. <laughs> that's why I told him when I was seven. My body just rejects <laughs> vegetables. You don't, you don't want to see me try it. Yeah, no, it that we're way. out it's, of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, it, it's not pretty. 
I you guys ever go for like barbacoa? I used nah. to hit the barbacoa a lot. I've never done it actually. Oh, it's good. I like it. Well, Chipotle like for a while did um, chorizo. Mm, I lo- man, that was so good. That was my stuff. I got it every time. It was spicy too. It was, it was my. Like, man, I loved it. And then they went to the like the the fake chorizo. It's like the plant chorizo. Everything like I'm all about like trying to help out and stuff and be healthier and help out the environment. That's great. But they coat all the plant-based stuff with salt. Mm-hmm. And so you bite into it and you're like, hey, how's this healthier yeah. for do, me? Do you cook trees at home? No. I I'm, do. I do some. Well, I like at my girlfriend's house, I'll do it once in a while. I was going to ask if you drain the grease Ooh, out of no, it. No, no. I do. I don't, drain, I don't drain any grease out of any meats. That's the flavor, baby. Keep that in there. All right. Let's take a quick break. Trey, when we come back, let's do a little number one song of the day next. Wild men sing, only fools rushing, and I hate falling in love. From 1993, Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40. Seven weeks at number one. Wow. You can turn it up a little bit more, Travion. There you go. Can Uh, I take a guess? Second number one? It is. Thank you. They only had two. Yeah. But the other one? Red, red wine. Sure, absolutely. 1987? Reggae and pop band that formed in December of 78 in Birmingham, England. That's where they officially formed, but they're band members all over the place. English, Welsh, Irish, Jamaican, Scottish, and Yemeni. Now, they have something in common that only, according to my sources, two other bands have. Is that they are able to keep their lineup the same for the first 30 years oh. of its existence. Oh my God. Who do they share that with? Anybody want to take a guess? Um, okay, well, hold on, hold on. The Grateful Dead? No. No. Um, hold on. Um, um, um. Now, when I say they had a lineup for thir- the same lineup for 30 years, I, it's not necessarily from the start, but they had their core lineup for 30 years, at Air- least 30 years. Aerosmith. No. I would go with Jefferson Airplane slash Starship slash Starship. <laughs> no. But no. <laughs> no, not even close. U2. Uh, um, oh, duh. U2. And who? Rolling Stones. No. ZZ Top. Oh, well, yeah. Jeez. Oh, man. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Hmm. Uh, UB40, it sold over 70 million records worldwide and Digital Dream Door didn't give him much respect called him the 75th best reggae artist of all time (laughs) yeah you guys are great you're the uh, 75th best reggae band are there 74 other ones (laughs) dang that's jacked up Shaggy took up (laughs) 4 through 12 oh boy and all the whalers are better than yeah. you. <laughs> Come on. That's jacked up. Oh, uh, 20 studio albums, five top 40 hits, and yes, Choice got it right. 
second of two number ones, and it's from their 10th album, Promises and Lies. I want to correct myself, though. It was 83 that Red Red Wine was recorded. So they went a full decade between number one songs. They did. Well, and who originally recorded this song? None other than Elvis Presley. Recorded it in 1961. UB40 was asked to record an Elvis tune of their choice for the new film called Honeymoon in Vegas. Ooh. Now, the band's drummer, James Brown, suggested they record this song that you're hearing once again because it was one of his favorites. The band agreed, but when they presented the song to the film director, they learned that a few other acts had recorded the same song. Uh-oh. With Clarence Gibbons, or Giddens, and Bruno Hernandez version making it into the film. Bono also did a version, and it ended up on the soundtrack, but it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> but another movie decided to use it, and that movie was called Sliver. Don't remember that one. Sliver starring Sharon Stone and William Baldwin. It got... Well, here, here it is. Might as well give you the synopsis of the movie. Well-to-do book editor Carly Norris, played by Sharon Stone, moves into a luxury apartment building before learning that a number of female tenants have been dying in grisly ways, allegedly at the hands of a serial killer. Soon Norris becomes romantically involved with one of the prime suspects, building owner Zeke Hawkins, what a name, played by William Baldwin. The other suspect is her neighbor, writer, Jack Lansford, played by Tom Berenger. Hmm. Berenger is cool. Unsure of whom to trust, Norris must uncover the truth before she is the next victim. It gets an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Hey, landlord, I, can you knock a little off the rent there? Karen Stone was in a lot of bad movies she for was. In their career. She really was, and that's just too bad because I always thought she was an extraordinary um, actress. I thought she was awesome. But... Consider this a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I'll tell you what, the... Uh... Have you guys uh, watched Will Arnett's Murderville on Netflix? No, I keep hearing about it. It's it's fantastic, and uh, Sharon Stone is one of the uh, special guest investigators on it. For those that don't know, it's like a murder investigation show, but the special guest doesn't have the script, but everybody else does. And it's it's you know they're t- the special guest is totally just reacting to the situation. Sounds awesome. and it's hilarious. Man, it sounds and they hilarious. go off script too all the time. But at the end of the show, the special guest has to figure out who committed the murder. Yeah, and it, it's it's really fun. It's it super sounds funny. amazing, dude. Well, this song also appears in the trailer of Fools Rush In. We remember that one, right? Oh yeah, baby. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the song one. and band also appear in the 1997 film. Speed 2 Cruise Control. <laughs> well, this was Elvis's most popular and famous love song, but it was not sung to his love interest in Blue Hawaii. It was sung to his grandmother. <laughs> of his love interest, the grandmother of his love interest, on the occasion of her birthday. In the scene, Elvis presents her with a music a music box. When she opens it, the song plays, and Elvis sings along. I don't think I've ever seen an um, Elvis movie. Really? Heartbreak Hotel? Nope. I haven't seen any of them. I saw a war one. 
one of the war ones he was in. I saw that one. Speedway. I think it's a uh, Hawaii. He's like in Hawaii. Oh, okay, that's a uh, Aloha Hawaii. I believe. Yeah, that, yes, I, right. Blue yeah. Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Thank you. Well, there's also uh, GI Blues. Is it? Isn't that one? Yeah, too? that's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Speed, I, Speedway was the one I know that my lo- mom really liked. Can I say some real quick? What soundtrack movie, for what kind of movie vinyl? was Love Me Tender? Was that the Western one? I think it is. Look at Travion. I do. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This kid knows a lot. What's Elvis's best movie? Definitely Jailhouse Rock. Come on. Can I just say something really, really quick? Go ahead. Gotta win this race. Wise men say holy food right shit. Did that sound like that guy? Or was it more Aaron Neville-ish? You sound more sarcastic. Dang it. <laughs> I'm trying to be. Holy food. You should go to karaoke and try that out. Okay. If, if anybody would go to karaoke tonight with me, DG, I'm singing this song. I'm always down over for karaoke. And over and over. I'm going to sing it 10 times. Oh. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and cut the music. Yeah, Travion. Because you get us out when we need to get out. We're just going to roll right into some Ask Us Anything. Does that work with everybody? Yeah. All right, DG. Okay. First. Oh, wait. You got to wait for the music. And foremost... No, we gotta wait. Travion. Gotta wait. There it is. Okay, now we can start. Thanks a lot, T-Dog. Hey, um... So this is What Would You Do Wednesday. Let's say your friend buys you a winning lotto scratcher. And I'm not saying... I'm not talking crazy money, like 30 million, but I'm saying like uh, a thousand and under. Do you give them a little kickback for helping you out, or do you keep all of the money and don't feel guilty about it one bit? A kickback, but a, like fifty bucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, but who who buys lottery tickets for their friends? Okay, so our uh, we, my wife and I have a great a good friend. Okay. Every time she comes over, she brings a scratcher. Every time, and they've never win. Boy, but. that's trashy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She will love that answer, by the way. That's really good. She'll love that. Birthday gifts, Christmas gifts. I mean, Monica's family are big on giving lottery tickets as, as gifts. Have you ever won anything significant? Not significant, yeah, no. My either. mom won ten grand on Powerball. What? Mm-hmm. She got, it ended up being seven with taxes. Sure. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one Christmas on my mom's side. An aunt would bring lottery tickets for everybody. Like, everybody gets to scratch her, have fun. Let's see if you win anything. They put they 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 got a fake scratcher and gave it to another aunt. Oh no! And she thought she won big time money. <laughs> Going around the room flipping people off. Hey, I've always hated you. Well, no, it rich. was <laughs> it was literally ten minutes of like I think I won. Oh. And she kept saying, "Oh, I think I." And everybody's like, "No, like no, I think I won." Oh no, that's brutal. Oh, that's brutal. And then I was like, "No, you did win." Somebody's like, "No, you did win." She's like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> No. It oh was comical. God. All right, go ahead. What's your next? Um, Let's see. Oh, wait. Do, yeah, should we yeah, ask Travion? Travion. Or Sage. S- both of you. Situation happens. Do you hook him up with money or do you go, eh, it's mine? I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough question, I think. Uh, I mean, you know, if the money's presented to me, I might want it. Yeah. <laughs> point, you know? Well, you know, like, if you... You win, and then let's say it's $300. Do you give the person that gave you the ticket a little no, bit of cash? No, I don't. You're like, I, nah, That's my money. They gave me the ticket. It's mine. 
I might split it up. Whoa! Okay. If it's something like that, if it was like more than that, I would be like. Oh, but like I've always know. said, like if if I won like the lottery jackpot, like yeah, I'm yeah. winning five hundred million dollars. I'm definitely gonna spread that around. Sure. Like everybody at the radio station would yeah. be getting some money. Sure. Like sure, I don't sure. need five hundred million dollars. No. I'm never gonna spend it all. Man, we need more people in this world who think that way. <laughs> That's right. We could use that. I don't. You can spend a hundred million dollars. Two people have done it: the Hammer and Mike Tyson. Well, I, I hundred swear, million bucks in the bank. The, the richer you get, you just get more. Like you are addicted to getting richer. Absolutely, and as they say, a, a, a very smart man once said, "Mo money, mo problems, man." You get all that cash, and then people are like, "Hey, Mitch, remember me, Travion? I used to run the board at Cayman. <laughs> I have a business venture." And you're like, "I don't remember that kid." Oh, God. was that Belle DeVoe? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, hey. How about this one? How about this one? Now we've already asked that one, Dave. Um, what is your uh, low key superpower? Do you have a low key superpower? What about this? Think I'd tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, if you could w- eliminate one existence, what would it be? Uh, one holiday from existence, what would it be? Man, that that could be a bit controversial because, oh man, one, if I could get rid of one holiday. Get rid of, you're out of there, pal. I'd say, and this is going to cause a lot of, oh boy, we might get some calls. I might let you say before me. Yeah, okay. Um, We might get some calls. Go ahead. Canadian Boxing Day. Screw those dirty, dirty Canadians. They are worthless and they're idiots. <laughs> I don't know if I have the guts to say it. I, I Do it. Say, how say it. it. Yeah. Say it. Because yours is funny. Yeah. I'm taking mine pretty seriously. Okay. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I got your back, dude. Christmas. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Sage, I, I literally it. said, I said to Travion, I was like, don't you say Christmas. Don't say it. <laughs> that was upsetting. <laughs> I mean, I could get, I could really get into why, oh. and I don't think people want to hear it. Okay. No, I don't want to hear it at <laughs> all. <laughs> I like presents, so, I mean, come on, man. Come on. Keep it around. I'd be disowned if I didn't like Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be married if I didn't like Christmas, oh. uh, honestly. I mean, I, that, I'd be out of that family so fast. <laughs> Travion, what you got a holiday you would get out of there? I don't know. Thanksgiving's kind of oh, how oh, dare Travion. you? Cut off his microphone. <laughs> We're done for everybody on the show. Go cats. 